0: welcome everybody. Bob Stauffer joining you. Uh, The Edmonton Oilers wrapping up a practice over at Warrior Ice Facility as we speak, coming off the heels. Of a four two loss, their second loss on the season, dropping to nine and two. A lot to get to on today's edition of Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Fire lease, your X Office Network printer from the Digitex.ca e commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. All right, first fifteen minutes of the show. We'll recap last night's loss in what did Van Earl Wright used to say back in the days? Van Earl Wright Detroit. in uh, Detroit Rock City. Uh, the orders got rocked early. They had a slow start. They worked their way into the game, uh, but ultimately fell 4-2 with an empty netter on a night in which Stuart Skinner was the best Edmonton Oilers player for large portions of that game and needed to be bailed out after a, a turnover. Um, that said, I thought he played very well. So we'll have a complete recap of last night. I'll give you a bit of an update on what the lines look like today. Twelve fifteen, our NHL insider, John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Twelve thirty-five, Brian Lott from the NHL Network today. At 105, uh, Provincial Affairs columnist and Cult of Hockey writer from the Edmonton Journal, David Staples. And at 135, from the Boston Bruins, 2015 first-round pick, Edmonton-area product, Jake DeBrusk. All that coming up in the next two hours of Oilers Now. We'll remind you that you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. And you can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780 496 Enjoy the daily five ninety nine breakfast special at Tap 25 at the River Cree. It starts at 8 a.m. with extended hours in the River Cree Resort and Casino. Details, rivercreeeresort.com. Top story. Edmonton, uh, you know, went into Detroit and were flat for 35 minutes and ultimately deserved what they got, the top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. So let's get to the audio for Direct Workwear featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. Oilers lose 4-2, Cam Moon with the call.
2: It's the start of a five-game road trip. He'll go to the right wing corner. He'll center it to Bertuzzi. Good save made by Skinner. Huck on the right side. Bertuzzi to the blue line. Letty in the middle. His shot. Nice. Saved by Skinner. That was redirected in front of the net for Nemestikov. Down the right side. In over the line. He'll go towards the net. He scores. Vladislav Nemestikov came down. He goes stick side on Skinner and it's one-nothing Detroit. Roanik has it right point. He'll shoot it. Tip save. Rebound scores. Navesterkoff right on the doorstep. Picked up the rebound. Skinner's gonna play it. Put it off the end board. Scores. Going to the front of the now was Dylan Larkin. Skinner put it off the end boards and it came right out to Larkin, and that makes it three-nothing Detroit. Believe it or not, I've I've made a worse play before in my career. So uh um, and we ended up winning the game so I just kind of look back to that and you know there, there's always a chance to come back and win a game and you know we, we battled really hard in the third period and we almost got it. I mean it's a puck error that
0: happens now and then but he played very well in the
2: net. That was broken up now comes Pulley he'll skate through center a partial break now he's got a breakaway good shot scores Yes, a on the and he's cut the Detroit lead to 3-1. to one.
0: What a play by Pully Harvey. We got ourselves a two-goal here. Said the owners had to get one before Daniel appeared. Yes, it does. And up the right wing, here comes Nurse. Cross-ice pass, now in over the line.
2: McDavid shoots, scores! Connor McDavid puts it under the pad of Nadelkovic. 3-2. Here is Rasmussen in over the line. He'll give it to Sider. He scores the empty netter with 5.4.
0: so Edmonton loses the final score 4-2 the first goal against uh, Nemestikov walks Tyson Berry. I think Tyson didn't realize he had backside support on the play and went down on his knees and it was over at that point he got beat hard to the hole nice play by Nemensikov. we probably watched Evan Bouchard's worst game I, I think as an Oiler uh, you know he- he, had t- he he was fighting the puck all game long didn't box Nemestikov off in the second goal uh, that's going to happen there's going to be some ups and downs for defensemen it's just that simple you to continue to play his way through. Third goal, we all know what happened with Skinner, and if you watch the game from a purely impartial perspective, you sat there and said, the Oilers probably have a goalie developing here with, with Stuart Skinner. And the fact that he responded the way he did and gave him a puncher's chance, at, there's some goalies that that one crater on. That didn't happen. Dave Tippett had these comments on what the Oilers lacked last night. Not enough urgency, not enough execution. They came out and played a desperate first period, and we didn't match that level, and we got behind. Dave Tippett also didn't have Zach Cassian for the final 50 minutes of the game. Cassian played 320 in the first 10. Here's uh, Dave Tippett. It takes you out of some rhythm, you know. You have a game plan going in, and it takes you out of some rhythm. So that's. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate. I don't think it's too bad, but we'll uh, we'll see where it is tomorrow. Looked like a core injury. He was not on the ice today at the Warrior ice surface. Uh, Connor McDavid provided this analysis on the Oilers 4-2 loss. Didn't love the start.
2: Dug ourselves a hole again. Um, you know, I liked our response. I liked our third period. You know, we definitely had enough
1: chances to tie the game, but you can't keep digging yourself that type of hole.
0: And McDavid also uh, provided some additional perspective on the performance and goal from Stuart Skinner. I
1: thought he was good you know I thought he did a good job of letting us get into the game um, you know obviously by the time he found our legs we were already down three so um, you know but I thought uh, you know he battled hard and you know we didn't uh, we definitely didn't make it easy on him in front of him so um, you know, I thought uh, I thought he was
0: good and Skinner uh Post game, I, I like the fact that uh, he was made available and, uh, and took the questions and uh, you know that's another sign of a progression with a, with an athlete when you have a play like that I mean, I mean the guy played well but he had these comments after the game on preparing for a second NHL start last night.
2: Try to keep things uh, the same way um, I mean I've been preparing for this for you know quite some time now I mean the whole summer worth preseason got to kind of get back and flow of games got to play a couple games in Baco so felt like I was game ready so I think that, that was a Huge help going into uh, you know my
0: second NHL start. Yeah, well, you know, and, and he's likely once Mike Smith gets healthy, he's likely. Well, we know he's going to be going back down to the American Hockey League. But it's what it, you know what for years the Oilers have You know, Oilers fans have wanted to see their own goaltender get drafted, develop, and grow. Duvnik, uh Put some time in, and was heading in that direction, but kind of got knocked off the tracks a bit. Skinner's progression has been a little bit more streamlined. I would suggest not necessarily thrown to the wolves right away. And if you're an Oilers fan, you should be excited because this guy, at minimum, is going to be an NHL backup. That's the minimum, based on on how he conducts and handles himself, and just how much improvement he's shown over the last two calendar years. All right, today at practice, Connor McDavid was up front with Zach Hyman and yes, the you RV, of course. David and Settle started tonight's game or last night's game in Detroit. Uh, Settle was with R.H. and Yamamoto. Derek Ryan was with Warren Fogle and Kyle Turris. Zach Gassian was not on the ice. McLeod was between Perlini and Colton Sevier. I did think Sevier gave the Oilers um, some decent fourth-line minutes in last night's game. Nurse again was back with Bouchard. Keith and Cece, I thought those guys were probably Edmonton's most solid defense pairing last night. Cuckoo once again with Barry. So that meant that uh, Tyler Benson and and Chris russell were the extra uh, extras out there. Extra forward, extra deep. Miko Koskinen was in a goal by himself. Could be a tip-off that he might be starting tomorrow in Boston. Uh, Skinner and Smith were on the ice uh, splitting it. Boston, by the way, are 6-4 and four this year. they got the same amount of goals fours against. We'll have a more extensive look at them a little bit later on. Uh, the Oilers and the Bruins played twice during the nineteen twenty season. Edmonton came into Boston. Uh, you'll remember that was a game uh, where Darnell Nurse scored a fluky goal late in the the second period to put Edmonton up two <sighs> one at that stage. McDavid scored on a breakaway in the third. Dry settle empty netter. Edmonton one in it was right. It might have been the night that Tom Brady played his last game for the uh, Patriots, last playoff game in twenty twenty. And then uh, the two teams met again. I'm thinking it was in February. And Connor McDavid was out. Uh, the Oilers were outplayed, but got a point. They lost two one on a Pasternak overtime winner. So, well, a further look at Boston coming up a little a little bit later on. When we come back in Oilers Now at 12:17, John Shannon, our NHL insider. This is Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer and Brendan Scott with you. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 jet. 19 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer in Boston. Uh, we bring aboard our NHL insider, John Shannon, for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling, you need get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Hello, John. How are you doing? Great, Bob. How many bowls of chowder? Not yet. Uh, gonna try to pull that off a little bit later on tonight, I think. So we'll get it. This this is uh, for the listeners that have never been here, and I know you've been here lots over the years, John. This is a spectacular city, isn't it?
1: It is. Uh, it is magnificent, and uh, if it, it, what really changed the whole thing was when the government decided to put all the bridges and all the freeways underground, and it was called the famous Big Dig in Boston, and it changed the whole landscape, particularly of that north end where Boston Garden used to be and TD Garden is now, and it's just, it's become so much fun to go to Boston. It's a great place.
0: Well, last night when we came in, our I'll tell one tale out of school here. Our bus driver took a little bit different route, and a couple of the roads were closed uh, for some uh, repair work. And we didn't even mind that he drove around downtown for an extra five minutes at at 1:50 because you're going, wow, is that ever like the architecture in the city? And I mean, it, I mean, it's an old city. You know, it's three hundred years old, so there's it's it's pretty uh three or four hundred actually it's more than that now. But you know, okay. It's so just so
1: a, now you're going to where are you going for dinner tonight? Yeah, I have got a
0: recommendation for you.
1: Zidano Cera's famous favorite Italian restaurant in the north end called Piccolo Nido
0: is one of the great We've been there. I, I have been there. We time. went there uh I had a guy come a, up and asked me if I worked for a family a number of years ago. <laughs> uh-huh. He goes, hey, spot. you don't work for this. I go, no, I'm from Edmonton. I work for the Stauffer family, and
1: I am not made. Uh, no, no, he's a, he's a, he, the guy who owns the place. Huge hockey fan. I walked in about three minutes before closing one night, Bob, and he said, "I'm sorry, I'm closed." I said, "Well, you know, we're here for the hockey game tomorrow, and we got treated like kings for about three hours." I think that.
0: the guy was I think the guy was joking with me. He had a little bit of fun at my expense. All right, John, let's get let's get your thoughts uh first of all we'll we'll go order centric and then move out um lackluster to say the least edmonton's energy level early but i liked what we saw of Stuart skinner last night like to get your feelings on that
1: yeah, I mean, listen. Other than the one gaffe, uh, it was his game to win, and uh, you know that things like that do happen. I, I thought, uh, you know, Dave Tippett's response, I thought the teammates' response to to, to the mistake by Skinner was was fair. Uh, you know, you can almost guarantee that a guy like Stewart will learn from it and it won't happen again. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, you know, he he's, a, he's an important part of the future of this organization. Uh, and to give a quality start like that, even though it was a loss, I think is very, very important. So much better, Bob. Uh, last night, than you know his first one uh, that he won. I think the final score of the first one was seven five, wasn't
0: it? Um, uh, they might have, they like might have scored eight in that one. They could have yeah. scored ten <laughs> or eleven. They called off the dogs a bit, as yeah. as we recall. Yeah, but 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 you know, I mean, I, he was,
1: you know, he's he's showing why there was a ton of interest uh, uh, in and around the Seattle franchise when it came to expansion draft. That you know, Seattle was. Had their fingers and toes crossed that Edmonton wasn't going to protect Skinner, otherwise, he would have ended up in Seattle.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, a cost controlled goaltender carrying forward is always an important thing. And I mean, he was the only reason, John. Detroit came out, uh, they took time and space away from the Oilers' top end players. I mean, first game of a road trip, first time you've flown out east all year long. I, on a team that's been won ten straight road games, we should mention yeah. that as well. They've been pretty. Yeah. You know, do you buy yeah. do you buy that or what do you think?
1: I actually, the thing that jumped out at me more than anything, Bob, was the high of last Friday. Yeah. Um And there had to be there had to be some level of letdown. You know, subconscious or conscious, there had to be some level of letdown uh, after uh, the comeback. Uh, Connor's goal. Uh, Dreisaitl's overtime goal um, it would be difficult to sustain it for a long period of time so it it didn't surprise me last night I've seen the Red Wings play enough this year already to know that they're a much better team Uh, they're a lot faster you know their young guys Sider and Raymond are very good Tyler Bertuzzi when he plays is very effective and and is a difference maker. and they're getting quality goaltending and so they're a much better team now this year than they have been for the last four or five
0: Well, and they beat Edmonton in Detroit two years ago, but the Oilers had a really slow lineup. I think the Red Wings' team speed surprised Edmonton a bit in last night's game early, and there was a bit of an adjustment. But you make a valid point. You come off the emotion. The the Oilers' final 25 minutes against the Rangers the other night is as good as Edmonton's played all year. Right? Like, that's facing...
1: Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely
0: right. And they just did not get back to that level until it was too late. Now, that said, the guy that jump-started him last night was yesa This guy's got six goals in 11 games this year. He had 15 and 55 last year. Oilers fans were stoked, John, that he got 15 and 55. He's looking like a big-time player now, isn't he? Oh, he sure is. He's he's
1: that dimension and one of the extra dimensions this team did not have even last year in the 56-game schedule. Uh, When you think that uh, he's a much more mature player and getting mature almost every game, the addition of Hyman, the addition of Fogle, um, you know, you know the improved play of Cassian, and, and until you know last night, quite frankly, um, you know this is that's why this team is much better. He's one of the elements beyond, above and beyond the big two
0: that makes Edmonton formidable. Right now, Edmonton's got the best winning percentage in the Western Conference. John, um, are you willing to concede at this stage that the Oilers? We've we've played eleven games down the season. Edmonton, a top eight team in the league.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think they are. Uh, I think they are. The the challenge becomes, Bob, is um, it it can change quickly. Um, You know, we were talking seven days ago how, you know, the undefeated Florida Panthers were really good. Well, you know what? They went and lost two in a row. Uh, and lost badly last night in New Jersey. So, it, it, as as good as a team can be over a, a certain period of time, it can be fleeting. That's why this. Uh, that's why this road trip and the next ten games I think are, are very important for the Oilers. And I, I, I mean, I know that you know, uh, but uh, Kenny Holland is is a uh, a smart guy, and you know, and he 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 does the whole season in ten game segments. And as good as that first ten game segment. Uh, is uh, there's a real belief that uh, that this team in the next 10 games has a challenge to be six and four, uh, and if they can get six and four, then I think that that's a much better discussion to have. Uh, but you know they have to. You know Boston's not going to be easy tomorrow night, and um, you know and in, in you know St. Louis is not going to be easy at the end of the road trip
0: either. So there's a real nor nor Winnipeg, nor Winnipeg. This well, is a tough trip. Yeah, that's a given. That's a given. Yeah. All right. Uh, I actually want to talk, if we had about a minute left, John, a thought on the Jack Eichel trade. I mean, you take a look at what Buffalo has. Uh, you know, currently Cousins and Dolan are with the team right now. Uh, they got Power. Uh, they got Isaac Rosen uh, mid-first round. they got Quinn the year before. Is having a good start down in Rochester. Now they have Krebs. They have Paterka who started the World Junior. Mm-hmm. They don't have that home run guy, but they've got some decent support guys up front they got the two guys in the back end, and Dolan and uh, Power, that are going to be really good. Tuck's probably a future yeah. captain. What do you think of the overall uh, return that uh, Kevin Adams got? And, you know, is Buffalo a team that can work their way out of this here with some of the young kids they got?
1: Uh, work in progress. Uh, you know, you, you talk about the young kids. I think Kevin Adams has done a good job of accumulating draft picks and, 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 a, and a younger roster. I think Don Granado is the right guy to coach this team right now. Are They still, you know, there's going to be question marks in goal for a year or two. Tukarski and Anderson, if he's healthy, uh, you know, are not going to, and they're going to win you playoff games, and you're not going to get to the playoffs. In fact, the, the the challenge for Buffalo now is with all this cap space: is are they going to be able to lure a couple of free agents to score goals for them next summer, and can they be a difference maker to surround some of those young guys? Uh, that you talked about. They're, they're, you know, three years from now, I think the conversation is different than the conversation is right now. But they did okay in the Eichel trade, clearing themselves of money, some in getting some props and getting
0: another front pick John, great stuff. Appreciate your time. We'll talk next week. Okay, Bob. Hall of Fame Monday. There. Yes, we'll have some fun on that day for sure. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Brian Lawton, when we return on orders now.